back with another episode of 343. I'm your host AF and yeah, let's just get into it. Today I'm joined by Jason Rani, Mubin Ahmed and making his 343 debut is Riaz Parker. Welcome guys. Good to be here. Thanks, Thanks for having us. So as we know, first timers on the show gets to answer a random question, just you know, a, a bit of an icebreaker. So Riaz, okay. Of all the legends in the past, which one do you wish was still playing football now in 2021 so you could watch them in real, in real, in real time? Uh, that's a difficult question, eh? Um, a lot of greats spring to mind, but I think for me, I'm going to go with a, a recent great because I think that the type of football that they play now would be interesting to see him in it. So um, I'm gonna go with. I would, I would love to still see you on replaying. I'm gonna. It's one for Jason. One for Jason. <laughs> my guy. My guy. That, that makes two of us. Guys, that makes two of us. I, I don't know if you guys watched Ted Lasso, but this past week's episode, Andy was actually in the episode. <laughs> Absolute legend. Okay. Anyway, I, think I, should, um, I think I should probably start watching that. <laughs> Everybody seems to be speaking about it. The show is so good. You'll definitely enjoy it. Um, yeah, so this past transfer window gave us two of the biggest transfers in recent memory in the forms of Messi and Ronaldo. Messi going to PSG and Ronaldo coming to Manchester United. Ronaldo's hit the, the Premier League, hit the ground running in the Premier League and Messi on the other hand has struggled quite a bit and he's found it difficult over there. Uh, I know Messi is your goat, so I'll let you take this one, Jason. Um, look, the thing for me is, and while, while Ronaldo's done well, I think the, the roles that they occupy within the teams are, are completely different. Ronaldo's evolved into the kind of player that's just going to be in the box, just going to get at the end of the crosses, whereas Messi in his time at Barca in recent years, he's evolved into more of a playmaker. So I think joining up with this PSG team, when I was just watching the, the recent game against Lyon, it's still the same old Messi. It's just minus that output. So he's still creating quite a bit. He's still influential in all the build-up plays. I think it's a bit hard for him now. Maybe it is a bit more physical in, in France. Not going to confess to being the biggest French league supporter because I haven't watched anything up until when he signed. But... I think it's just people would look at different things. So Ronaldo's done well because his output has been great. But in terms of his overall play, it's not where Messi is. Messi hasn't scored many goals, but like I said, his, his overall play still contributes to the game. I think one of the big factors as well is that he's only played in that Barcelona system. So there's a certain way that they've played. He's been doing all of that for all his life. And now he, he comes to a PSG team that's, very dysfunctional. There's there's no clear style to their play. It's just like a whole lot of good players put together and just do whatever is necessary to actually win the game. So he hasn't hit the heights that we used to, but I don't think it's a poor start by his or 
by the footballing standards. Um, obviously, he's he's not too happy with what he's giving at the moment. I think he's he's actually picked up a, a slight niggle now, which now rules him out. But I think we we will see Messi coming close to full tilt within the next week or so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that um, he was used to playing a certain way at at Barcelona, and under Pochettino, like I'm not sure PSG has any sort of identity. Um, the the to me it just looked like they are eleven stars just basically assembled on the pitch, and it's like they they don't know what to do with each other. Like I was watching a bit of the game against Club Brugge. Last um, last week, and most of the time they just look lost on, on the pitch. So I th- I feel like they're going to need to find the identity first, and then take it from there. But like, if they're going to have to build a team around Messi, then that's like the first step, first step to them finding the identity, because then that yeah. least they know they have that creative hub in the middle. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. Yeah, I also think it's uh, in that Barca, he was sort of the linchpin. Everything happened through him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at PSG now, there's, you know, five, six uh, superstars in the team. So, you know, the, the, the role sort of changes for him um, playing at PSG now because you've got, you've got, you've got him, you've got uh, Mbappe, you've got Neymar, um, you know, so... That, like you said, they've got to find the identity and find out, you know, what's what sort of style um, is going to suit them with with a with a, a team full of superstars. Yeah, but I think that's the problem, though. I, I actually think that that's the problem because um, should you actually build a team around Messi at this point? Like, yes, he's one of the best players in the world still, like Ronaldo is. Um, but shouldn't it be more about trying to use his uh in a different way for the team purposes. I know he's not going to be happy about that, but shouldn't that be what the aim is now under Pochettino, new management and everything, to try and build something new for the club? Yeah, like, look, I, th- I think that, like, he probably had certain sort of demands when he signed that contract at PSG. So I think it was probably around, like, okay, I'm going to be the main man. Everything's going to have to go through me. I mean, Pochettino took him off over the weekend, and he didn't look happy about it at all, but it was the right decision because Icardi ended up scoring the winner at the end. Yeah. So I, I guess just trust the manager and, and take it from there. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, moving on to the Premier League. Um, there's been some dodgy refereeing calls this season. There's been some tra- changes to, to VAR uh, during the summer as well. Uh, Riaz, do you mind running us through this? Um, they, they, I feel like every season there's dubious refereeing decisions, you know. Um, so I, th- I think that what they've tried to do this season in terms of the changes to the, the VAR applications is um, try and make it less or try and make the fouls and the penalties less. So try and um, allow players to play physical football while, and not disrupting the game while, while, the, while they're refereeing. Um, they are basically, they changed three key areas of discussion, which is the, off, the offside rule. Um, they no longer have those millimeter lines for the offsides anymore. Um, this is apparently to give them the, um, the advantage to the attackers um, so that they are um, 
not scrutinized as much as they, they were last season. Um, the second one is to limit, limit fouls um, for soft defenses, which we saw um, are the examples of in the United game this, this weekend. Um, but I'll get to that in a bit. And then the last one is the, the handball change, which, which um, they brought in the season, which is um, it's basically limited to contact immediately before a goal, um, as well as not all accidental contact with hands or arms will be considered as an offense. So it basically just depends on... Um, so your motion in defense can be uh, whatever it's going to be. Just don't put your hands anywhere it's not supposed to be, <laughs> um, which is uh, uh, what I get from what they're trying to do there. And uh, I think this came into effect because last season there was, I think, the most penalties there's ever been given in a Premier League season, 124, uh, 126, something like that. And um, I think they're trying to bring, bring the numbers of fouls and penalties down. So I think they've now enforced these changes to kind of... Um, yeah, you know, let the game flow a little more. I think it was also one of the big things because after that 126, 100 went to United. So I think it's also not to give them all the advantage, man. You know, <laughs> every <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I don't think they've had anything. And and like you were saying, um, with that game now, the weekend, wow, there, there were some calls that should have potentially been like, I. I felt West Ham should have maybe got another penalty. I think United could have maybe gotten two as well. It's, but I think with this application, with the VAR, it's then going to come down to the subjective nature of that referee. So he would go look at the screen. He would say, no, that's not. But I think it's hard when it's yeah, 14, but, man. It's just easy at, for at me the, to say this now. <laughs> at the end of the day, like it's when it comes to looking at the screen, it, it will come down to the people in the, in the VAR box. Then they'll be yeah. like, okay, um, we we have touch and go on this. Like, why don't you go have a look yourself? But over the weekend with those three calls of Cristiano Ronaldo, um, uh, it, it didn't even come down to that. The 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 VAR people in the VAR box was just okay. Um, that doesn't look like a penalty. Done. Keep on playing. And I don't think the first one was a penalty. I don't think the second one was a penalty. But the third one, that tackle of Kurt Zuma, I think. That that one looked looked to be a, a penalty in my opinion, um, but yeah, it's it's like like um, yes, is it's going to come down to to the to the referee on the day as well. Um, it, it might show that there's going to be inconsistency because we might have a referee that would give a penalty the one weekend that's a, that's that shouldn't be a penalty at all, and then the next next weekend it's vice versa. So I feel like come the end of the season, they're probably going to do some more changes to that again, because I can definitely see some inconsistencies coming about. Um, but, but yeah. I mean, but I mean, now, now we're nitpicking, aren't we? Because now, it's, now we're saying that it's, it's the referees, that, that they have the judgment, and referees, they're humans, you know? So like, uh, every referee is going to be different. Every referee is going to call or see something different. Um, and no amount of changes can really affect that in, in like the rules or the bar, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I don't know. For me, I feel all of this should be thrown out of the window. Keep it old school. Decisions are going to go for you. Decisions are going to go against you. That's been sport for decades. So I don't yeah. see why there's a need to implement something like VAR. I can understand goal line technology. Um, I think that's a bit more clear cut. But in terms of VAR and, and, and so forth, I'm old school. You know, yeah. let the referee call it as he sees it. Let the linesman call it as he sees it. 
like I said, it's going to work for you in some games, it's going to work against you in some games. It's worked for decades. I don't see why why it needs to be, you know, changed or, you know, technology needs to, to assist. Mubi, um, yeah, uh, yeah. your thoughts on the on the on the on the on the on the penalty decisions this weekend? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with Ayf a lot. <laughs> so uh, I think I think the the Kudzuma challenge to me was a clear cut penalty. Um, it's all man, no ball um, from from the angles that were shown. So for me, that's 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 a penalty and. You know, another referee on the day would have most likely uh, ruled it a penalty. So, yeah. True. Speaking of penalties given, there was a penalty at the end of the game um, for West Ham. Mark Nobles, Mark Noble took the penalty. I'm just going to go around with you guys just to get your thoughts on 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 that tactical decision from David Moyes. Uh, Diaz, I'll start with you. Um, interesting decision from Moyes. Uh, it kind of makes sense because Noble is your long-standing stalwart. He's experienced. He's all the rest of it, all the rest of it. But if any, if the Euros taught us anything, it was that I mean, cold, the people that are cold cannot come on and take penalties. Um, you, uh, I mean, if he scores it, it's it's everybody's speaking a different story, right? But uh, for me, the man's not warmed up. He's not part of the game. He doesn't have the intensity. And uh, it was a bit of a shocking call. I think Declan should have taken it, and uh, he probably would have scored. But the guy uh, getting the stats up for his penalty saves. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, if, if there's one keeper you in the league that you probably want to take a penalty against, it is the guy. Um, chances are you would score. But again, I agree with Riaz's sentiments. Um, we've seen it in the Euros. Um, yeah, you know, player coming on shouldn't just you know step up and take a penalty. Uh, you know, game involvement, um, being on the pitch, uh, uh, getting a feel of the game. You know, that all plays a part. And like Ria said, the intensity. If it's not the, you know, uh, things could go wrong. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't say shocking, but you know, you, you scratch your head and think, you know. Why did that happen? Why why did someone like Noble, you know, take the penalty? So, yeah. Jason? No, 100%, man. Agree with the guys. Um, I think if it had gone in, like Riaz says, then obviously it's different. But also, if it had gone in at the Euros, then England would have been in a different state. Um, when you have somebody of his experience, you'd think, okay, maybe this guy doesn't need a warm-up. Maybe he bangs all of them in when he's at training and that's sort of the thing that he's used to doing. So coming on at the time, I think maybe the fans played a big factor as well because everybody's high thinking, okay, Mark Noble's coming on, Mark's going to put it away. If I was him, I would have blasted it straight down the middle. I wouldn't care how it looked as it going in. Like, don't side for the day. There you want to make sure that it gets into the net and make sure that it doesn't have a chance. But... I think, yeah, man, it's just, it's such a hard position to put the player in regardless of experience, regardless of years playing anything. We've seen it with Sancho, we've seen it with Rashford, now we've seen it with Noble as well. It's, it's an interesting call. Um, but yeah, hopefully we won't have any more of those. Or if we do, at least somebody comes on and scores at least, you know. I mean, yeah, it yeah. worked for the keepers if you think about it. Mm. Yeah. What was that in the 2014 World Cup? 
with the Netherlands. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah Bringing yeah, on that was it cruel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, like my opinion of the whole thing, like I, I agree with you guys and I'm just happy that day I finally made a save. <laughs> <laughs> Noble, Noble was probably licking his lips over there thinking like, ah, yes. Um, yeah. Like no matter where I put this, the guy's going to dive the, to the wrong end, which is normally <laughs> the case. Um, but yeah, with, with the form that Day has been in the season, uh, I think it was, was fully deserved that, that he made that save. And it seems like he's just rebuilding his career right now. He's coming, coming back from the abyss. And yeah, I think it's going to be a crazy season for him. Um, and at the end of yeah. last season, you didn't know if he, if he was going to start either, because like, Henderson was playing really well as well. So at the end of at the end of yeah, last season, playing, I thought he was well. on his way out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after after yeah. that Europa League final, I thought, okay, now this is this is it for day. I think he's he's gone. But yeah, he's bounced back quite well, and yeah, he just he looks better than ever at the moment. So I'm quite chuffed about that. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, in, enough about the the penalty. Uh, also in the transfer window, Harry Kane tried to force a move to Manchester City. And in the end, it just never happened. He, he's looked a shadow of his former self. And yeah, like, uh, it, it just seems like he's down tools over there. Like, Mubin, can you, can you tell us what's happening over, over there? I'll try my best, as I think uh, Riaz is probably more qualified uh, to, to shed some light on that topic. But yeah, look, uh, I think with any player, um, in, if you put any play in Kane's situation, uh, I think you would probably get an outcome like like what has happened, um, where you know the board or the club says uh, if or there's a gentleman's agreement, if the right amount of money gets offered, you can leave. Um, and I have no doubt that happened um, with Kane. I think I think City would have would have but enough to, to land the player of Kane's quality, seeing that Aguero had left and they needed to replace him. Um, and then, you know, there was a bit of to and from from Misa not attending training um, and then a full 360 coming out and saying, you know what, I'm back at training um, and, you know, start starting the season. Um, but, you know, it's, it's still, I think it's something that is still play on a player's mind is, you know what, um, I'm at this club now. Like, where where are we going? You know, and and the and the past result uh, over the weekend probably uh, proves that is if Tottenham is going to be competing, uh, you know, for the league or to competing to be in the top four, they should be winning against a team like Chelsea, who is a top four uh, team or is a team that's going to be challenging for the league. And, you know, in Kane's mind, you know, by losing a game like that, you know, the question start, will start flowing through his mind. Am I doing the right thing? Did I do the right thing by staying? Uh, you know, are Tottenham being fair towards me by telling me I can't leave and then we put out performances like these? Um, also, you started way out on the left, something I haven't seen Eric Kane do in his, in his first career. Um, look, I obviously I haven't watched every single game of Spurs, but I've watched enough to know I haven't seen him start out on the left. And I also don't think they're strengthened enough. Um, and, I, and, and uh, you know, the acquisitions that they've got uh, weren't like 
proper, uh, you know, quality to say, okay, you know what, we're here, we're competing, especially up front. You know, they're still stuck with, with Kane and, and, and Son. And sort of Ali coming out of Exodus from, you know, under uh, Mourinho's reign um, looks to so, sort of uh, regaining that, that spark that he had under Pochettino. So, you know, there, there's a lot of questions that, that's probably running through Kane's mind, a lot of scenarios. And, uh, you know, that, that can make a play like him despondent. Um, I don't know if something will happen in January. I doubt it. Uh, if something were to happen, in my opinion, I think it would be in the next transfer window. Uh, you know, that's that's my take. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on the point where, where you mentioned about Spurs versus Chelsea. And you would think, like, or you would hope that, like, as, as a player like Eric Kane would hope that they would have won that game. I wouldn't necessarily say that they would have won that game just that they would have tried because yeah, I, I watched the entire the performance. Yeah, yeah, I, the performance. I watched the entire game and it just looked like the players were uninterested. Um, they they played well for the first 20, 25 minutes or so and then it just looked like they just like dropped off. Um, Kane, Kane was like misplacing passes like way too often and uh, he, he just looked like he just looked so lazy. He looked like he didn't want to be there. He looked like he was being forced to play. And yeah, it's just not a healthy environment um, for the rest of the team yeah. because Which they started un- the season season so well without him. And yeah. the moment he joins up, that's when the slump starts. And it's uncharacteristic from him because, I mean, we all know Harry Kane, if he's not getting the ball up front, he's someone that will eagerly drop deep to get the ball and make something happen. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. You guys want to chime in with, any, with anything on, on the matter? <laughs> Riaz, maybe? I mean, how much time do you have to talk about it? I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's a catch-22 situation for, for both sides, for the team and for him, because, um, because of everything that you guys have said, because of uh, the, the environment that he's in the, to, to, to work, because it's his job. So the environment that he's in to work, the, 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 the place of the team that is unsettled. Um, it's, it's, it's sad because I, I, prefer, uh, I would have preferred him to go actually um, in a transfer window. I would have preferred us to sell him, um, get some money and rebuild. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, he didn't go. I think he'll go in January. I actually think he will. Um, I hope he does. Um, and it's just... I just hope that we can we can rebuild once once he does because at the moment we're not we're not playing well at all. Um, it seems that Nuno doesn't have uh, an identity that always looking for an identity, um, which is the main issue. I think it, it lies on him to to now find a way to make us play better because at the moment we're not playing well at all. Even in the in the start of the season, one 0 wins we we a couple of couple of glimpses of, of playing well, but we didn't really play well even in those wins. So. Um, and the problem is that with, with Harry starting on the left, it is quite weird. And after, after the first 25 minutes, we stopped pressing. So I think the problem was that all the effort was taken out of the game. And once we stopped pressing, we uh, invited them to come on to us. And that's without defence, that's not okay. Um, but yeah, I just hope that... Oh, and w- w- with Harry himself, if, if he has to come back and pitch the ball, um, which he normally did, did last season, and he did to great effect because he uh, could assist a lot, um, this season, Nuno's uh, strategy doesn't really account for that because he needs his plan three players to press from the front. 
Um, you can't come back and pitch the ball. That's for your three midfielders, which Dele is actually doing very well this season with. Um, but yeah, it's, it seems hectic. I just I hope he leaves actually for himself and for the team um, because I only wish good for him because he's really, really a top striker. So we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the one silver lining to him actually have, uh, making the move is that I'll be able to see more of Brian Gill. And I, I really yeah. like that guy. Like, he, he looks a serious talent and I hope he gets more game time. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Jason. Yeah, no. I was just gonna say, um, like, I mean, Mubin was talking about not getting the acquisitions. Um, If it's in his last season, you'd want to sign players that be able to play with him to almost motivate him to stay. So, not to say that the acquisitions are bad. Brian Gill, good signing for the future. Christian Romero, good signing, but setting it up for the future. So you you're giving him the the project and you you're almost baiting him with okay this is what's going to happen but he wants something now because he's been at Spurs for so long where they've baited him yeah. with a project when they sold yeah. Bale and they signed everybody they said okay Lamela's going to come in Sissoko all these guys this is going to take us and I mean unfortunately it hasn't happened and I think that's been the case with Arsenal as well maybe it's just a North London thing where <laughs> every time we have to try and build we have to try and build but Sometimes maybe it might even be that we need to go the Chelsea route. Maybe we just need to invest. Maybe we need to go the City route where we, we just buy the success and then build after that. But likely as is that's maybe a chat for some other day when we have a longer time period. <laughs> we could definitely go on and on. Eh? I think yeah, yo, there's just real tears. He obviously doesn't want to be baited. I mean, he's what, 29? At- yeah, 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 he is. Yeah. Yeah. So he wants I mean, as now. a striker, he's got three prime years left in him, and he yeah. hasn't won anything yeah. with Spurs. You know the and we can't give was, it to him. Yeah, yeah, we can't give it to him. There's the Audi Cup, but I mean, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> it's a preseason. Trip, we'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So. Moving on from, from the Premier League again, uh, we'll hop over to the Serie A. And I know, Mubin, you are a huge Ronaldo fan, but what's happened with Juventus since, since Ronaldo left? Yeah, I haven't, uh, I've been keeping an eye. Uh, you know, it, uh, Italian league is not, not something I, I sort of want to watch week in, week out. I find the play very slow and boring. And you know, there's more something that Park would watch. He's a Italian, Italian <laughs> defender, uh, but obviously with Ronaldo coming from you, know, you, you obviously do sort of, uh, you know, still have an interest as to what's happening post Ronaldo. Um, and he look, he, he's taken a lot of flack while he was there, and you know they they third from the bottom, two points from four games. Um, they really they're struggling, and it's it's weird because. You know, I've been reading up on, on some reports and, and, and uh, the reports are saying they, they're struggling at the back. And for me, that's weird because they've got, they've got someone like Chiellini, Bonucci, you know, who are starters for the Italian national team. Uh, you know, Alexandro, who's, who's a proper a talent, you know, a left back. So it's, it's weird for me that, that they could say, or they are saying they're struggling at the back. And for me, it just means that with all the flack Ronaldo took from, from the club, from the supporters, he was the one carrying the team. 
he scored the goals, he was dragging the team, he won them, you know, you know, the the, the titles the last two seasons. So I'm not being biased as a Ronaldo supporter. For me, that's the only thing that makes sense right now is that because of Ronaldo, Juve actually won some titles during his, his stay over there. Um, yeah, you know, that that's my opinion. Yeah, like the the current state that they're in also isn't being helped by somebody like Mino Raiola that's basically making it making it known that he wants to take Mateus de Ligt out of the club and he's putting 150 more price tag on him. But then he's also saying that he wants to bring Paul Pogba into the club. But we don't know if that's just to hurry up Man United with like offering him that contract or to like speed things al- uh, along over there. But yeah, it, it, it can't be healthy for like somebody like Mateus de Ligt who's trying to nail down his spot um, in that starting lineup because even though he's been there for a while, he's still not a first-choice centre-back. Um, Chiellini, Bonucci, they, they're still chilling there. They're probably going to be chilling there till they're 80 years old or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, like he's, he's trying to, to nail down his spot, but his agent just doesn't make it easy for him because now the fans aren't going to embrace him either. And yeah, like I, I really hope Juventus does... Um, have a sort of recovery, uh, but it seems like the the team that's making the 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 more the the bigger of a rebuild in um, in the Serie A is AC Milan, and they've they've done quite well and they actually look pretty good against Juventus over the weekend. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you guys have have anything to chime in about Juventus. Cool. So then, Jason. It's all been build, building up to this one. Do you think Arsenal have turned the corner? Uh, it's, you know, it's it's a it's a very tricky thing um, because I think they, they almost set us up to fail, man. The first game against Brentford, the, the, they first came back in the Premier League, fans back Friday night. That was bad. Then they put us up against Chelsea, European champions, then Man City, Premier League champions. Um, so after the first three games, I was upset, but at the same time, took a little pinch of salt just with who we had faced and we actually needed to play after that. So now having strung three, I think it's three wins because you count that Carabao Cup and then um, it's it's looking decent. I think like the Spurs as well, it's, it looks nice, but it's not really exciting. Like one more wins, it's it's okay, but there's there's nothing like, when I look at Chelsea, it's it's almost like, not a, not a matter of if they'll score, but when they'll score, because there's always something happening. Whereas Arsenal, it's just, it's not looking good. Maybe this weekend's game against Spurs, that, that could set both clubs up. Depending on how it goes, it could be, it, it could be either way. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's definitely some sort of a structure with that back four, and that's exciting. But I think now that we have that, we need to address our issues going forward and January can't come soon enough, man. <laughs> I think we need to ship some guys out and then maybe get some new exciting energy in there. Yeah, no, like I, I think that um, the missing piece of your guys' puzzle was uh, a sort of a stable back four yeah. or uh, a good enough or a solid back four. Um, there was always like a, a weak link before, um, whereas now it seems like, okay, Gabriel and Ben White are... Your, your standard that, that they locked in as centre-backs. Yeah. And Tommy Asu looks really, really good. Yeah. He deals with everything aerially quite well. 
And I think he, he makes up for the weaknesses of others in the back four as well. Um, and then Kieran Tierney, like, I, I don't even need to speak much yeah. about him because it's a given the guy's leadership material and he's, he's just really good. And, like, I, I think with that back four, it, it was what Arsenal were missing before. And I think the fact that you guys are grinding out wins now um, is the, the building blocks that you needed. Um, and I think, like, as the season progresses, you guys, you guys will get better and Arsenal, Arsenal will look to make way up towards the, the top six again. No, I mean, super odd though. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Very, uh, very interesting case. Uh, it is a bit frustrating when you see Oliver and Yeris rivals doing so well. Even teams Not like. All. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Not my nearest rival, but yeah, in that traditional top six. Um, <laughs> but I mean, also just to see teams like Brighton doing well, you know, Leicester staying there, it's. It is disheartening at the end of the day. And I mean, that's not to say that they'll stay there, but you, yeah, obviously you'd you'd want to get a good start because once the team start pulling away, it then gets very hard to catch them, eh? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, let's let's not talk about Arsenal before I start crying and I become a <laughs> beam. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Riaz, you, you wanted to say something? Um, it's, it's, it's very similar, you know, Spurs and Arsenal, it's like, uh, it's like they're literally the same. It's like, uh, in fact, I would even say that Arsenal have had a better last these seasons than Spurs have had, um, just in general. Maybe not the flashes of, like, actual play that we've, we've shown, but just in general, I think they've been better. Um, and nobody's really given them, like, everybody's been hating on them all the time. Like, uh, it's, it's interesting to see, but they're not, they, haven't, they haven't been doing too, too badly. Um, and I think, like you said, with the back four now, it looks good. It really looks good. The, pro- the problem that I feel like with Arsenal is that they've always had good attacking players, but they never seem to play well together or nothing that like, doesn't really um, involve in, or result in goals, um, which is weird. Uh, but the, the, I think the talent that they have there um, is, is really good. And um, I think that they will definitely go from centre to centre season. I think they'll end up top six, I think. So Arteta does know what he's doing. Oh, it's more about the play. I'm not sure about what it is yet. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so let's talk some FPL. Uh, you guys have any ideas who to bring in for our sporty cast FPL <laughs> team? Who do we want to take out? Um, yeah, like if I can just put my two cents out there. Like I, I like Ben Rama. I think he's okay. a, a top player and I think he's he's been in the in the points column for a couple of weeks now. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards taking Mason Mount out. Uh, I, I think Tuchel has become super ruthless with him. If he's not seeing what he wants to, then you, you get hooked off. Like, there's no no time for playing in, in Tuchel's mind. So, Which yeah, is why Chelsea does so well as well, you know? Yeah. So yeah. The reason why they have such a elite yeah. level of intensity and, like, play. Yeah, he 100%. did that with Saul as well. Like, hooked yeah. him off at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I'm gonna say? Yeah. Sorry, Jason. No, no, no. no my no, one my one the comment, my one player coming in, Ronaldo. <laughs> I think I think he's shown if if you give him the ball is is bound to find the net um at least one in the game. So yeah. for me he's a given proven. Yeah. You triple captaining. Not yet, not yet. 
uh, we'll we'll keep that chip. We aren't ruling it out. Um, yeah, just having a quick look at our team. If we were to get Ronaldo to be having to maybe take a point hit, um, I've always been against it. But in in this particular case, I think we have to get on the wave. So to be maybe even Fernandez out because his his points potential has decreased somewhat. Um, I don't write him out completely, but if you want to follow the points, you want to go with Ronaldo. Um, I think good teams to follow would be West Ham. West Ham have a decent run. Um, I think Brighton for the next three or four have a decent run. They they seem to be playing well. Um, Arsenal's fixtures look good. Maybe not this weekend. Could potentially be an up and down, but I think definitely to target Arsenal defenders because that's where all of the points seem to be lying. Might be a, a decent six, five to six points. So yeah, that's yeah, that's my good. suggestions. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, I like that actually. I like both suggestions, to be honest with you. I, in, in fact, all three, uh, all three, I like a lot. Um, I like the mount out situation because, like you said, Chelsea is a bit of an issue. Uh, or well, if they don't do anything, they they lose this. Um, I like the Ronaldo the situation as well, and I like the situation with. Um, uh, what did Jason just say? Something to do with the defenders. Yeah, Arsenal defenders. Arsenal defenders. Uh, I think it was also a good idea. Maybe Tierney um, or Tomiyasu. Maybe I like wingbacks. Um, but I think that in order to get Ronaldo in, um, I think it's going to have to be a wild card from us. I'm not sure, though. Because um, there's so much, like, is it's, it's so expensive. It's 12.6. Is it 12.7 now? 12.6? What is he now? Yeah, 12.6. 12.6. Ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, it is. It seems like it's going to be worth it. So I, that's a, I think Ronaldo's shout is good. Nice one. Awesome. So yeah, that's that's it up on episode four of the 343 podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sportycast and like and share um, this, this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And yeah, um, check out our podcast. We are on Spotify and Google Podcasts. I'll put the, the links in the description below. Uh, but yeah, that's our show. And thanks, Jason, Riaz, and Mubin. It's been awesome thanks, having man. you guys on. Yeah, man. And yeah, it's been I'm, good. I'm AF for 343. Stay safe, and I'll catch you guys next time.